Amen. I'm like here like two times this month. I'm pretty excited. And we have a lot of guests. Yeah, come on up, Tori. We have a lot of guests this morning. Can you just welcome all of our guests this morning that are come out to enjoy worship here? We, we just welcome you this morning and thank God for you. And I also want to, guess what? Somebody had a birthday this week. Mr. Corey Marvin had a birthday. Woo! Happy birthday, buddy. How old are you now? 27. Good Lord have mercy. <laughs> Amen. Well, what a great day to be in the house of the Lord. This is better than any hospital? Better than any prison? Come on now. This is, this is, isn't a great presence here this morning? God is so good. I just want to say, our Father who art in heaven, you are really good. We are so grateful, so grateful. We're coming up on this Passover season. And where the, Jesus shed his blood to create an avenue for perfect redemption. What a glorious moment of time 2,000-some years ago. And we get to celebrate it and bring the reality of the redemption into our everyday life right now, here and now, right in Belleville. Amen? But it is my, my privilege and my pleasure to introduce a spiritual father for about 30 years. But before I do that, I'm going to pass it over to my beautiful daughter, Victoria. So this morning, it's not just a normal Sunday. We get the pleasure and honor of having my papa, Tony Slay, speak. Um, he's like my adopted grandpa. He's a man who operates very strongly in the prophetic, but also is a great teacher and a great preacher. And he knows how to bring the fire of God. He doesn't just hope that the fire of God comes, so he demands it. And so this morning, as you listen to him and as God is speaking to you, because I know he will, because this man is no just no normal man. <laughs> he has operated in many different, many different acts of the Holy Spirit. And I just I can't wait for him because I switched my Sunday school so I could listen to him. So it's a very big Sunday. No pressure, Papa Tony. But um yeah, it's a, it's a great Sunday to be here, and I just want to say thank you because it's an honor to be able to call you family now. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So Dr. Tony Slay has been in our lives since I was about, I would say, 21, and that's a long time ago. I'm 52, so it's been like 30 years that he's been speaking into my life, and one of the greatest things I learned from uh, Dr. Slay is to love beyond knowledge. And that when people draw a circle to exclude you, it's your job to, to draw a bigger uh, circle to include them. Don't be captured by unforgiveness. Don't be captured by bitterness. Don't be captured by those things. Draw a bigger circle of love and destroy the works of the evil one. Amen? So I bless you, uh, Dr. Slay. I bless you, Tony. Um, Tony is a, a bishop, a presiding bishop over at uh, Ministry International. He has a, he's a presiding bishop over the Bible College of Ministry International. Um, he's been a bishop over Liberia, been a bishop um, over so many different organizations, um, uh, just ministers exclusively, uh, uh, not, not exclusively, he ministers around the world. In, in, in Africa and South America and, and all over the world and with signs and wonders and miracles following the preaching of the word. And I just thank you, uh, Tony, for being in my life. Thank you for always being uh, like my wife, Tammy, in this way, always the same yesterday, today, and forever. You've, you've, when I know the things that you've gone through and the valleys you've been through and the, and the high points you've been through, but you've, it didn't matter what you were going through. You were always the same. The peace of God permeated from your life, and it's been such a testimony to me. And, and when I look at your life and the things you walk through, I said, if he can make it, I can make it. So I, I bless you, and I thank you for that example you've set as an apostle in, in this land. And so if you do us a, a great grace of coming and, and sharing with us this morning, we'd appreciate that. Can you give a, a welcome to Dr. Tony Slay? No sweat. Man, 
I had never had an introduction that uh, good. That's incredible. Uh, praise God. Man, it's been really a, a powerful time in Canada. This is my last service here in 10 days, and, and we've just uh, seen the glory of God. And Hallelujah. Brother Barry Miracle did y'all proud catch the fire the other night. Amen. Hallelujah. He had about 700 people laid out in the spirit. He prayed for them all, man. I'm telling you, it was incredible. And, uh, but he brought a good word. God, God is blessing. Amen. Uh, I appreciate your pastors uh, for having me in, the leadership of this church. We got to minister with them last night. Y'all have a great leadership over this church. This church is in, in good shape. Amen. And uh, I, I just want you to know I've seen many, many leaderships, but this one has jailed. It's come together, and it's working together like none I've ever seen. Amen? And it's just such a powerful thing to know that you're in a safe place. Amen? Safe place is powerful. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, if I name my message, and this morning God woke me up, and he said, this is what you're preaching I was really happy because he usually don't tell me until the worship's going on. But, um, but when he said, this is what you're preaching, I knew it was going to be a little different than what I do. But it's okay, amen, because there's a reason. And so, uh, so if I name the message, it's that's what happened to me, amen. Everybody say, that's what happened to me. Glory to God. And... Uh, and so I want you to go to the scripture, go to Romans 10, 8 through 11. And I'm probably not going to read all the scripture I have today. I'm going to give you scripture and you're going to have to write it down and go look it up maybe. But I'm going to try to give you as much as I can. Amen. Hallelujah. We're excited about what God is going to do here. Amen. And uh, I got saved in 1971. Glory to God. And so uh, that's been quite a few years. And, uh, but I became a preacher. I actually became a minister in around 79. And God has blessed us ever since 19. Uh, it's, it's been a powerful time. And in this scripture, it says what, what's, and, and, and I told you where to go, but it's 8 through 11. It says, what saith that the word is neither even in thy mouth and in thy heart? That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe with thine heart that God is raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believed on him should not be ashamed. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, that's what happened to me at 11 years old. Amen. At 11 years old, I had been in church from my mother's womb. Amen. In other words, I, I grew up in a very religious family. We had an a organization we belonged to. And our family was workers in that organization. My dad was a deacon in that organization. But all his brothers were either music ministers or deacons or, or something within that organization. Now, I have to tell you a little bit about the organization. I loved it in the sense that we were just a small group of people and we had wonderful friends and fellowship. Amen. Everybody say community. Church is good for community in a, in a powerful way. We need community, amen? God wants us to connect with each other and to, to help each other walk together. It's a powerful thing. The only thing is, is the only sermon I ever remember uh, up to 11 years old of being in church three times a week was a magic trick. Are y'all here? Hallelujah. It was a magic trick. And the, the, uh, he put black ink in a glass of water. Amen. And he dumped red in there and the water turned clear. Amen. Hallelujah. You seen that? Hallelujah. And so all of a sudden he was saying, when the blood of Jesus is applied to your sin, 
Amen. You become clean. It's as clear as this water. There's nothing left. Amen. Well, I was glad to remember that. That's the one message I remember. Amen. But I didn't get saved in that church. And I never saw anybody saved in that church. Are y'all here? And uh, so, but uh, one day at 11 years old, I was at a football stadium and there was a guy that was called the Bourbon Street Preacher. And uh, he was preaching the gospel. And I was in the back of the stadium playing backyard football, amen? And that's, that's what we met for, the kids did. But slowly all the kids started disappearing until I didn't have nobody to play with. So I decided to go into the stadium and hear what the guy had to say. So I sat down and within about 20 minutes, I realized that I wasn't saved. I had never asked Jesus Christ into my heart. I remember singing at the piano with my sister playing at six years old. I remember doing lots of things in church and, and cleaning the church and helping cut the church grass, amen, doing the things that needed to be done around the church, but I wasn't saved. Now, I didn't have a clue I wasn't saved. Isn't that amazing? But all of a sudden, the preacher's preaching, and I'm thinking, that had never happened to me, amen? And I'd say, well, I need to get saved, so I go down off the football stadium bleachers, and it's a, it's a good-sized stadium, still the same stadium there, and it would hold probably about uh, five, 6,000 people. But about 200 people went down there, and we prayed a prayer of salvation. Man, I changed. Something happened on the inside of me. And at 11 years old, I knew what it was to be born again. And, and so the next scripture I want to show you, I want you to understand, is first, uh, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And if you'll go over to that, I'm going to read this for you. Amen. And this is what happened to me. This is what happened to me. That's what happened to me. And I'm telling you, it's happened to some of you in here too. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling, uh, to, reconciling the world to himself and not imputing or not, not dealing with them or putting on them what according to their trespasses and sin. Amen? Are y'all here? He said, man, I, I love what it says in Psalms 103, verse 10. It says, God has not dealt with us after our transgressions or iniquities. How many of y'all understand that? How many of y'all were at your worst of worst when you got born again? Amen? Just stop. When you got saved, you got saved from everything you'd ever done all the way till you got saved. A lot of us think we got saved from what we did yesterday. Amen? No. From the time, hallelujah, that you were able to do the thing called sin. Amen? From the time you were able to, you got saved from that. But you got saved something that took place in your life before you were born. You got saved from what Adam and Eve did in the garden. Amen? And even if you were the perfect person, you would have had to receive Jesus Christ to be free from the curse and the sin that they brought upon all men. Hallelujah. And so, but I love the scripture there. It says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. That, that new creature means he's a new species of being. See, there was nothing. If you're born again, you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to know something. There was nobody like you until after Jesus rose from the dead. A new species of being. See, you were bound to the earth. You were earthbound because God gave the earth to man. Hallelujah. And so everything had to be taken care by you and in the natural. And if you couldn't do it, you just lost. 
But when you got born again, it says, blessed be Abraham, possessor of heaven and earth. All of a sudden, all the resources of heaven became yours, amen? And everything God has became yours. His name becomes yours in the name of Jesus, amen? His spirit becomes yours. His power becomes yours. Access to his holy angels become yours. Hallelujah. And he said, you're no longer earthbound. You're a new species of being, and now when you're up against it, you can call on heaven's assistance. Hallelujah. That's what prayer is all about. When we pray, we are releasing heaven's assistance. We are saying, God, we can't change this situation. We can't do anything about it. But God, heaven can do that. And so we're asking you, your kingdom come, your will be done in this situation as it is in heaven. You see, very powerful. And that's what happened to me. I got born again and the next day I went down the road and we started playing a Backyard football, well, they was already out there playing backyard football. It was in a yard that I'm not used to playing in. We was used to going in another area. And y'all, uh, we had a smoking club. Everybody say smoking. I was 11 years old on June the 28th, amen, 1971. I started smoking. I had to smoke cooler Winston. So I smoked cool because I was cool. Some of you are old enough to remember that. Amen. And so I had gotten up the next morning and read in my dad's Bible. And I looked in Corinthians and I found out I was the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I said, why? Oh, why? You know, I can't be smoking. That's what I said. That was my own conclusion. Amen. I wasn't in a church that just came against everything. You know what I'm saying? It was just my own conclusion. I'm the temple of God. I don't want to smoke him out. That's why I say, you know, that's how an 11 year old thinks. Amen. That's how an 11 year old thinks. And so, so the next thing I know, you know, I just quit and I went down the street and I'm, I'm about to play backyard football and they're all standing by this little bush and I've driven by and took pictures of there. And we're all standing there, and there's, there's about 15 of us. And I'm not smoking, and they all are. And they said, what's going on with you? And I said, man, I gave my life to Jesus, and I can't do that anymore. And I started talking about how I've been to church all my life, and I've never experienced nothing like this. Amen? And when I told them that, they said, well, we want to experience it. And the next thing I know, they're all throwing their cigarettes away. I didn't tell them to. I just told them what happened to me. And the next thing that I know, they're all praying the prayer of salvation. Amen, I'm 11 years old and I'm getting about 15 guys saved. And I'm thinking, man, this is cool, you know? And so I went to church, continued to go to church for 15. And uh, at 15 years old, I went and took a job and it worked me on Sundays and Wednesday nights and I was so happy because between 11 years old and 15 years old, that church killed me spiritually. I didn't get fed. I didn't know anything. Didn't experience anything. And it was just, a, a all I saw it was was work on the weekends. You know, because we was that family. And so I ended up working for three years Going into, into the fourth year after, after working like that, going to school, uh, I took off out of, the, out of the state. I moved away. And lo and behold, there's some things that happened. And I began to pray this because God gave it to me. God, I want to serve you, but I don't know how. If you'll show me how, I'll serve you all the days of my life. And I would go to bed every night. I'd grown up in church but I realized I didn't know how to serve God. Isn't that an amazing revelation? So I would go to bed every night for six months. You would think God would move quicker than that. Amen? They said, man, we got him on the hook. Let's really me. No, six months. I'm praying. 
God, I want to serve you, but I don't know how. If you'll show me, I'll serve you all the days of my life. And you know why I wanted to serve him? Because of the joy of the new birth that I had at 11 years old. I remembered it. I could not forget the change that took place in my life. I couldn't believe the joy and the peace that came to me as a, a little boy. Amen? And, and, and I couldn't believe the influence that God gave me at that moment because it was just incredible. But here I am, and all of a sudden, a Southern Baptist youth pastor calls me up. He says, we're going to go check out a Bible college. You want to go with us? And I said, who's going? He said, just me, but you want to go? And I went with him. And the place we went to was Pentecostal. And we, we drove on the grounds, and I never experienced anything like this. God got in the car with us. And he wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. Neither one of us knew it could happen. But he sat down in that car with us, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, God's in the car. What do we do? I don't know. Let's just sit here. Oh, it was the scariest thing in my life. But it felt so wonderful. It was like this wonderful, saturating peace. And at the same time, my flesh was wigging out. It was like, ah, you're going to die. You're going to die. Come on. Because, I mean, you know, that's the, 40 years ago, that was just common teaching, you know. So, I mean, you know, you can't stand the presence of God. Now the whole church gets in the presence of God. Amen. If we don't get in the presence of God, we fire our music minister. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we want to get into God. I want to feel God. I want to experience God. I want to, I want to worship God. I want to get caught up in God. Amen. But back then it wasn't that way, you know. So anyway, we drove on in, and the next thing I know, I am introduced to this thing called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want you to read this with me. Go with me to, to the, the scripture in John 7, 37. This is really important. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is, y'all, this is what happened to me. That's how it happened to me. And this is how it happens with everybody. It's, they have a different way of their intro in. But when they believe and they receive, there's a transformation that takes place. If you've been born again, you're that new creature that I was talking about. Amen? But all of a sudden, there's a scripture here. It says, <laughs> praise the Lord. It says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if a man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him, everybody say, should receive. Everybody say, everybody that believes on Jesus should receive the Spirit. And if you receive the Spirit, it says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And so all of a sudden, um, it says, For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. I mean, y'all know the Holy Ghost wasn't poured out until after Jesus rose from the dead. Amen? After Jesus rose. Everybody said, well, that was for, for Jesus. That was for the time there. The Holy Spirit was not poured out until after Jesus rose from the dead. And he's already told us everybody that believes on him should receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. What an interesting thing. Because that's what happened to me. Because all of a sudden, I, I, in this place I was at, I had seen miracles happen. I'd never seen miracles happen. But some preacher come down about right next to me, a third row in, and he started calling people up and miracles are happening right next to me, scaring me half out of my life. And all of a sudden, 
you know, if I scare you, I'll understand. Okay? So, but anyway, the thing is, is he'd look at me and I'd grin. Because I didn't want him getting me. I'm with you, buddy. Amen? We left that place not even talking about it because to talk about it is to acknowledge that something really happened. Amen? And if something really happened, then that's messed everything we've ever been taught in our life up. Amen? So, so this is what's going on. But look at the scripture here uh, in Acts 1.8. It says this in Acts 1.8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you'll be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. Everybody say when the Holy Ghost comes... There'll be a power that comes to my life. And I'll become a witness that Jesus is alive. Now that's what happened to me. Because all of a sudden, this guy starts telling me about, he sees how turned on to, to Jesus I am, you know, because what's happened is I'm riding down the road and I decide to make Jesus Lord of my life. And man, I'm, I'm as turned on, more turned on than when I first got saved. And I'm riding down the road, and then we pull in this place we're staying. It's a chalet where there's multiple people that stay there in the middle. You can meet with them, you know. And so this two elderly couples were in there standing there when we walked in, and they looked at me, and they said, man, it looks like you've been in a move of God. I said, I just made Jesus Lord of my life. I knew the difference. I had been saved, but I made Jesus Lord. Whew. If you've never made Jesus Lord, you do not know what you're missing. Amen? Jesus is not just a life preserver. And so he looked at me and he says, have you been baptized in the Holy Ghost? I said, I hadn't had time to get in any water. I didn't know what the Holy Spirit was. I mean... And he starts telling me of a miracle healing where he was dying. He was in, on the road in Texas and he had bleeding ulcers and there was no way he was going to make it to the hospital. And God supernaturally healed him in that car riding into the hospital. Totally healed him of ulcers. He said, I, one minute I was coughing up blood and the next minute I was totally healed. And he said, that's the power of the Holy Ghost. I said, I need that. And so all of a sudden, they all joined us together. They said, let's just kneel down and pray that Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Ghost. I said, okay. And all of a sudden, we join hands and we pray the prayer. And the next thing you know, the craziest thing happened. They started praying in tongues. My whole life, I've been told devil worshipers pray in tongues. That those people that do that, it's the devil. So I'm in trouble. I look over at my Southern Baptist youth pastor, Brother Tim, and he's white as a ghost. And he deserved to be white as a ghost because we knew this wasn't God. This couldn't be God. But, you know, when we grew up, we were taught to respect our elders. And these are our elders, so, you know, we just can't be rude to them. My dad would have killed me. Do you understand? You don't be rude to an elder no matter if they're crazy. Amen? And so... <laughs> We're holding hands, always holding hands, and man, they're praying in tongues. And these people were real Pentecostals. Y'all know what a real Pentecostal does? They tarry. Y'all know what tarry means? 
it means they're ready to pray all night. And man, they were praying and praying. And my first prayer was, God, I am so sorry. If you'll get me out of this, I'll never do anything like this again. Yeah. And that was for real. I don't know what Tim was praying. I got to talk to him this week. I thanked him for bringing me into this walk I've had for 40 years. It's been such a blessed walk. Hallelujah. But they kept praying, and it wasn't like God just rained fire down from heaven and took them out or anything, so I'm just waiting. They just keep praying. I didn't know what a Pentecostal terrier was. But I knew they weren't going to quit. There was a certain moment in that whole deal I realized they weren't going to quit. So I'm praying. I said, God, and I got to thinking, man, I saw healing and I saw things I hadn't seen and I heard the testimony and I didn't believe in that. And, and God, so finally I said, God, if this is you, if this is you, I want it. You know why I said that? Because I remembered my prayer. God, I want to serve you, but I don't know how. If you'll show me how, I'll serve you all the days of my life. And God brought that up inside of me. So I said, God, if this is you, I really want it. But God, if it's not you, please get me out of here. Please. I'm to the point of begging, y'all. I'm begging. I'm begging. Get me out of here. And you know what? He didn't get me out of there. And just a few minutes, I hear this whole language going through my head. Now, you know what these Pentecostals did? They didn't tell us just pray or just do this. They didn't tell us nothing. But I knew that language was going through my head. And here's what I said. God, I cannot say that. I said, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. That'd be like speaking Chinese. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm from the South, man. I'm from I'm from the South. I was from Alabama. Hey, man, I, I got to draw. And I'm hearing a language that don't sound like Alabama. Hey, Amen. And this language is going through my head over and over and over again. I'm saying, I can't say that, God. But then I got to thinking. And this is a pretty good thought line. I said, God, well, I just got thinking. I said, here's what what, what it was. I said, you know what? They're going to keep praying all night long, so I might as well try. (laughs) Amen? All I can do is just try. So I opened my mouth, and all of a sudden, that language came out of my mouth. And I was saying what I was hearing. And when I was saying what I was hearing... I was astounded that I was able to say I knew God was doing something because there's no way I could have said it. And the next thing I know, everybody say rivers of living water. Well, when you look at the word in the, in the, in the Bible, it, it compares the word of God with, with water. Amen. You are clean through the word that I've spoken unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. As the rain comes down from heaven and the snow theater and waters the earth, so shall my word be. Amen? Everybody say, out of my belly are going to flow words from heaven. Amen? And that's the rivers. And so all of a sudden I started speaking, well, now I've got a new problem. I can't quit. I can't quit talking in this language and it's rolling out of me forcefully and I'm just shouting in tongues and I want to tell Tim how good it is because when it comes out, I felt like I went to heaven. All of a sudden, this experience come to me where I was just like, in so. I mean, it was so wonderful. So wonderful. And so I turned to Tim And I'm going to say, Tim, this is wonderful. That's exactly what I was going to say. But I turned to him and I shouted out in tongues. And he got wider. 
And so I just kept right on praying. Well, just before I got there, I had glasses. My eyes were bad. And uh, my sisters had glasses, two of them. And I didn't want glasses. And I didn't like the way glasses looked on me. And I just got them, and they were awkward, and they messed with me. I didn't like it. How many of y'all liked your glasses right when you got them? No way. So anyway, I, in my head, I said, well, that's the power of God that heals. So I pulled my glasses off, and I never had to have them again. Do you understand? That happened to me. I, that's what happened to me. And so I looked into the Word, and I saw the power of God. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes on you. And you'll be witnesses. Amen? And that's the scripture. Y'all, I did not know that scripture. I have to tell you, when they asked me if I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost or baptized in the Holy Ghost, they did not give me one scripture. Nobody said, here's the scripture for this. I had to learn the scriptures after I got him. That's what happened to me. So I'm looking at that and I thought, wow, that's what happened. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I got power and automatically I pulled my glasses off and I was healed. You know what else happened? I went home. And when I went home, I told my family, I, I told them, I said, I'm called to preach. And I'm going to preach what God has shown me. If my family disowns me, if my friends disown me, I'm still going to preach this. Amen? Because the reality of God had come to my life. And when that reality comes to your life, man, there's nothing. It's like, hmm, God loves me and wants a relationship with me. And he moved into me. And I'm, I'm different and I'm changed and, and, and I feel so loved and I, and I have so much peace. And, and now I got this person of the Holy Ghost inside of me. And there's power. It's change. <laughs> and so I get home. I tell my family. And they, they didn't know what to think. They didn't come against me. They just I was glowing, man. <laughs> my best friend calls me. Dr. Chris Waller. He is the vice president of our ministry today. And uh, he says, I want you to meet some new friends. I said, Great, man, I got something I want to share with y'all. Immediately, I became the witness. So I go over, and when Chris sees me, he says, something's happening to you. What's going on? He just looked at me, and he saw the change. And I said, that's what I want to share with y'all. And they went inside, and, and we started talking with them, and they said, we want that. I said, well, you got to give your life to Jesus first. And so we prayed with them to get saved, and then, y'all, I laid hands on them to receive the Holy Ghost, and they all fell on the floor talking in tongues. I'd never seen that. I thought, wow, this is some real power. I didn't know when I laid hands on them, because somewhere in there, those guys told me you can lay hands on people and they'll receive the Holy Ghost, and so that's what I did. And it worked. That's what happened to me. I saw that the power of God was with me. And from that moment forward, from the day I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I've moved in power. How incredible. I mean, crazy things like guys falling off three-story houses and breaking both ankles and showing up out of the middle of nowhere to see me pray for them. Just, uh, you know, four or five months old in the Lord and take their ankles in my hand and watch them go down in my hand. Just the power of God. Totally healed. One miracle after another. One miracle. People getting saved everywhere. They wanted, y'all, who wouldn't want heaven's help? Who wants to be earthbound? Are you not tired of trying to do it all yourself? Do you understand how hard that is? Come on. I mean, it's miserable with the yoke 
of what has to be done on your shoulders without the help of a living God. Glory unto God. Well, look what I found. I found this. Hallelujah. And y'all, it's in Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4. I'm going to move along. We're getting close to being finished. And when we get finished, I just want you to know, God said there's people in here that he has been drawing to come to him. He wants to save you today. He wants you to experience what I've experienced. So you can say, that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. There's going to be powerful things. People are going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. People are going to be healed in here. And you're going to say, that's what happened to me. (laughs) And it's going to be your experience instead of listening to somebody else's experience. And then you're going to start praying. And you're going to watch God start answering your prayers. And all of a sudden, you're going to get happy because you're going to see heaven invade your earth and begin to aid you and assist you in those things you can't handle. Who wouldn't want this? It says this, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Everybody say they were sitting down. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Do you all realize that all these people were saved already? Jesus had been raised from the dead. Amen. He had already spent time with them 40 days with many infallible proofs showing that he was alive. But he sent them here because, hallelujah, God wanted to give everybody that believed the Holy Ghost. Because he wants us to have a comforter. He wants us to have a teacher. He wants us to have an advocate. My goodness, some of you might have to get back in touch with your Holy Ghost. Amen? You've been doing it alone too long. Yeah, I got filled with the Holy Ghost in 1950. Nobody's seen him since. Some of y'all are the best jailers you've ever had. Amen? We got to let him out of jail. Somebody said God's not in a box. No, I said he moved into you. Nobody's seen him since. Amen? We got to let him be Lord. We've got to let him expand in our life. I must decrease, he must increase. Because in the increase comes joy. In the increase comes peace that passes all understanding. In the increase, there is a knowing I am loved. And that is the big deal, is knowing you're loved. There's an old song in the States that you sing, looking for love in all the wrong places. That's what's been going on in the church. They've been looking for love in all the wrong places. God is love. God is love. Well, it says uh, when the Holy Ghost came, whoo, it said they spake with other tongues. Everybody say cloven tongues is like fire. Y'all want to know something? That's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. And I'm just telling you, the pastor said, that's what happened to him. Amen. How many of y'all that happened to you? How many of y'all know what it is to be born again? That happened to you. Raise your hand. There's a fourth of this church that's raising their hand. Are there more than that saved? Come on. Are you born again? Raise your hand. Thank you there. Hallelujah. How many of y'all have experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost? How many of y'all have experienced the power of God? How many of you experienced the healing power of God? How many of y'all experienced speaking in other tongues? Oh, you bunch of crazy folks. 
Glory to God. Hey, hallelujah. Do you regret it? Are you sorry you got saved? Are you sorry you received the person of the Holy Spirit? Are you sorry you, re- you, you received power in your life? Are you sorry that you speak in other tongues? Wow. It must be pretty good. Amen. That's how it happened to me. For 40 years, I've traveled the world. In India, with a team, we've seen three million saved. Amen. I've, I've spoke at pastors' conferences with as many as 30,000 pastors. All across the United States, we're training ministers and birthing ministries. It's powerful. We're even seeing whole nations change. But it started with just me and just so turned on to God, I could not share, I could not help but share him with everybody I ran into. And I just overflowed on people and they say, man, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. And I would pray with them and they would receive what I received. And I'm telling you, it is a life you could only dream about. Somebody said, well, what about the hard times? Do you know you'd have hard times anyway? Are you telling me the world don't have hard times? Everybody say, in this world, whether you're saved or lost, ye shall have tribulation. Come on, it doesn't matter. You're going to have problems come your way. Amen? But how many of y'all would rather face those problems with God on your side? See, that's so powerful. That's what God is doing. And so right now, amen, right now there's going to be a transformation take place in people's lives. Stand to your feet. Now I'm going to pray... I'm going to pray a prayer, but at the beginning of this prayer, amen, I'm going to give, after we pray this prayer, everybody say salvation, and when we pray this prayer, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come up front, okay? But after we pray this prayer, I'm going to release the families with children to go get your children so the ones in the children's ministry can get in the sanctuary and receive what's about to happen in here. Amen? And you're going to be able to receive too. You don't have to go. Amen? God's going to move. But we're going to pray a prayer of salvation. Amen? And we're going to give you an opportunity today to believe with your heart and confess through your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you will not be ashamed. And we're going to give you an opportunity to know what it is to be a new species of being and feel what it is to be a new creature in Christ Jesus where there's no sin, where there's no more guilt, where there's no more shame, but it's all been washed away by the power of the blood. And we're going to give you an opportunity to receive the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit is wanting to come and Jesus said all that believe on him should receive him. And we're going to give you the opportunity to receive power and to receive the speaking in other tongues and healing and deliverance in your life. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? But we're going to start with the born again thing. Are y'all ready? Hallelujah. Before we do this, I need you to be honest. Be very honest. I'm not asking people to bow their heads because God tells us not to be ashamed of him. Amen? So I don't think you should be ashamed of somebody that's wanting to bless you so much. Amen? The Bible says, except the Father draw a man, he cannot be saved. I want you to know right now, There's a drawing on hearts. You can't help it. You can't help it. You can't help it. I know what it is. You can't help it. It overrides everything. 
It overrides your thought life of what is and what could be. But God is drawing. If he's drawing you this morning, that's because he wants you this morning. He's ready to move in your life. So I'm going to ask you, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just to say, I want to know him. I want to know this Jesus. I want you to lift your hand right now. Just lift your hand. There's hands going up all over. Look at the hands that are going up. Hands going up all over. Yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. Yes. Hallelujah. There's over a dozen hands up right now. Hallelujah. Are there any more hands that need to go up? Go ahead and go ahead and make this move. God set you up for this morning. He called you this morning. You answered that call to be here. You can follow through. Follow through. Church, we are going to pray with them. We're going to pray this prayer like we never prayed it before. And we're going to pray it and we're asking those that have lifted their hands, pray this prayer with us and a new birth is going to take place in you. And the things I've preached about, you're going to say, that's what happened to me. Amen? So let's pray this together. Bow your heads. Say, Father God, I believe that you love me and you sent Jesus for me. Father God, thank you for loving me. Father, I believe Jesus is your son. He died on Calvary's cross and shed his blood to remove my sin. He hung on a tree and redeemed me from a curse. He is the one that is saving me today. Father God, he gives me access to you. So right now, because he lives, I know I can live. Jesus Christ, I repent of my sin. I ask that the blood be applied. And I say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Save me now. Make me new now. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. If somebody next to you raised their hand and they just prayed that prayer, welcome them to the family of God. Welcome them, church. Welcome them to the family of God. Hallelujah. Now, those of you, those of you that need to go get your children, go get your children now because after this, everything's going to be done up front. And I'm going to be praying with a lot of people. And, and, and we may even have some helpers pray with a lot of people. Come back in. Bring your kids with you. Don't miss out on what's going on.